For the last couple of days, I've been talking about scams, and this upcoming podcast is going to be a little bit shorter, but I'm going to talk to you about what happens during the holiday seasons with your cash. Welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business coach, author of five food truck vending books, including Food Truck 101 and Food Truck 201. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. The easiest scam of all is, of course, counterfeiting money. And my suggestion to you is have a policy in place to handle 20s and above that you and your staff follow 100% of the time. And you and your staff have to be trained on the visual cues of counterfeit bills. So let's go through those visual cues. The first one is watermarks. You know the modern bills have watermarks on them. So you can hold it at different angles and you'll see the image of the president in that little watermark. But there are older bills out there in circulation still that don't have the watermarks on them. But you got to look for the watermark. That's one thing. Modern bills have color shifting inks. So as you hold it at different angles, the ink changes color. You got to see that on modern bills. Otherwise it's counterfeit. Very hard thing to duplicate. Has to have a security thread. And the bigger bills have a security ribbon that will actually read the denomination of the bill. You need to look for both of those features. The printing should be crisp. It should be easily readable. And all the lines should be perfect. They should not be fuzzy. All the borders should look perfect. It should have the same look as, you know, like an 8K TV. That much detail. If it looks like an 0720 TV, then you're probably looking at a counterfeit. It has micro printing on it. So it's little teeny tiny letters, little teeny tiny words. You want to check the texture of the paper because we all know, or hopefully we know, that our currency is not actually paper. It's a cloth, more or less. It's a linen. That's how it's able to be a little bit more durable than just a plain old sheet of paper. You also want to check the serial number and the series year. And there are things you can look at that help to match those things. Go to the Federal Reserve website. It has things you can download to help train yourself and to train your staff what to look for on these bills. Now, I'm sure somebody's sitting there going, well, I just use a, a, a counterfeit pin detector. You know, they work. They, they work really great. Let me tell you how you can defeat those. One way is to counterfeit the bill. And then part of the counterfeiting process is to put that mark from a counterfeit pin on there already. I've seen these. I actually held them in my hand. The mark that the counterfeit pin does, if it turns that black, then it's a piece of paper. If it turns the brownish color, then it's the linen. So the counterfeiters just go ahead and print with a mark with the brown mark already on it. And the assumption is a cashier will see that is already being marked and they'll go, don't need to check this one. Shove it in the drawer, make the change, and be done with it. So the counterfeit pin can be de defeated in that manner. But I know you're saying, Bill, I'm smarter than that. I know to check them all, whether it's got a mark on it or not. Okay, good for you. Here's how else they can defeat your counterfeit pin. You take a $1 bill and you bleach it and you remove all the ink on it. It's still a piece of linen. It's still the proper paper, which that's all your counterfeit pin is detecting is this 
real paper or is it currency linen, the currency hybrid mix that they put together to create the paper our bills are printed on. A piece of paper has different things in it that these pen reacts with. That's why it's on a piece of plain paper. It turns black like a magic marker. If it's on the linen paper that they use for printing your currency on, it turns that brownish dull color. So if they have that $1 bill, it's real linen paper. And then they print over top of that when they bleach it, turn that one into a 10, into a 20 even. And you look at that and just go, oh, it's a 20, you need to mark it. And you mark it and the marker says, yep, this is a real legitimate piece of paper. Shove it in the drawer, give them back $19 and change. And guess what? You're out because it's not a real 20. It's a one. So those counterfeit detectors are a crutch. They help, but they're not 100% in preventing counterfeiting. So now let's talk about the other face-to-face scammer. This is known as a quick change artist, and I've actually seen a person in action with this. I've seen a good one, and I've seen a horrible one. What they do is they purchase something that's small in value, and then they try to confuse the cashier into giving more change. And they often get double the amount that they handed to the person in the first place. So for example, the scammer steps up and orders a soda and they pay for it with a 20. Yeah, hey, I'm still thirsty. Can I have another Coke? And they give you a 20. So you grab all the bills, shove it in their hand because you're frustrated they came up and wasted your time for a can of soda. And you're grumbling to your yourself, I'm wasting my time. So the scammer says, hey dude, you shortchanged me. And he shows you all the bills that you just handed him. And sure enough, instead Instead of giving him a 10, you gave an extra one. And you're thinking, well, I must have put a one in the 10 spot. Stupid me. And you're embarrassed because the guy's pointing out you made a mistake. So you trade the one and give the scammer a 10. Basically, they gave you a one, got a 10 back, so they have $9 now in profit. What has happened is the scammer pulled a magician sleight of hand and exchanged the 10 for a one that he had palmed in his hand. So when you gave him the change, he just traded those two bills. And then can show it to you so quickly, there is no way that you think he could be scamming you. It was so smooth. Now think about it. What if he came up with a 50? Man, I need a Coke and all got a 50. Can you break it? Yeah, sure. I'll break it. Here's a Coke. Have a nice day. Oh, look, you gave me a one instead of a 20. Oh, look, you gave me two ones instead of 20s. All you gave me back was ones. What's your problem? Why are you trying to cheat me? So you're embarrassed. So you give him back two 20s. He gives you two ones. So he's now made $38. He goes on his merry way. This happens every year at Christmas. The hustle and bustle of the season makes people stop paying attention to what's going on. They don't understand that people are out to take advantage of them. They just want to hurry up and get them through the line so we can wait on the next person. I have seen people do this. When I worked for a restaurant in Ocala, Florida, we had a guy come in, came up to the front counter and ordered a Coke, a small Coke at that. So the cashier hands him the, the cup, gives him the change, and she turns away. And the guy says, hey, you shorted me. And he hands out the bills, and sure enough, there wasn't a 10 when there should have been. This cashier, though, was smart. She said, Bill, he's saying that I shortchanged him. Can you count my drawer down? Now, the scammer panicked at that point, and he steps back and looks, oh, look, I must have dropped it. And he bends over and pretends like he's retrieving the $10 bill. And then the employee goes, that means I gave you back too much change. I need that one. And the guy had to give her the one because he couldn't say, well, no, it was my one. And after the guy left, I went ahead and counted the drawer just to make sure that it was correct in the drawer 
remember what's correct, other than being over the dollar. So this guy tried to cheat us, thought he was picking on a little teenage girl, but she had enough presence of mind to know that she didn't make a mistake giving the change back. He was trying to rip us off. Now, what makes this story so funny is a few days later, the guy comes through the drive through window. Same deal. Orders a small drink, and this particular cashier happened to be working the drive through So the guy tried to pull the exact same stunt with a girl he's already tried to cheat that caught him in the cheating process and did the exact same thing. Hey, look, you gave me the wrong bills. So she did what she's supposed to do. Hey, Bill, come count my drawer. And the guy's like, oh, I ain't got time for that. Oh, look, there it is. So he ends up giving her the additional one, and paid us two times an extra dollar. <laughs> Scammers aren't real bright. If they were, they would put their intelligence to use and make real money. The other thing that scammers do in face-to-face -face transactions is try to confuse the cashier. They'll come up and, again, pay with something with a big bill. They'll pay for maybe even a $10 meal with a 50 or even a 100 And before the cashier can start the, the change process, but they'll have some of the change in their hand, they'll go, oh, wait, 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 I need to break that, make it smaller for you. Can you give me the 50 back and I'll give you 220s? And then after they make that exchange, oh, wait, I'm so sorry. I, I needed the 20s for the, the parking meter. I needed the 20 for something else. Let me here. Here's the 50 back. Let's do that. So the whole time now, the cashier's getting confused on what's being given to to them. And the goal for the scam artist is obviously to come back with more money than they started with. If they're smooth enough and have a good enough personality, the cashier won't recognize what they're doing and they'll make it nice and smooth. But again, the pressure is there. We got to hurry up and get this transaction done because there's people behind this dude. So eventually the cashier gives them more money than they should have got because the cashier's confused. And in many cases, it never gets discovered until you count the drawer down at the end of the night and realize, hey, you're short $50, $100. If you have cameras, you can actually watch this in in real time and it's amazing how good some of these people are so how you combat these kind of scammers number one when they give you whatever it is a 10 a 5 a 100 a 50 doesn't matter you lay it across your drawer so it's in plain sight this is the bill you gave me then you pull out the change and then you and then you count back the change so if they gave you a 20 for a dollar and 50 cent order then you go here's 50 cents that makes two here's three four five five makes 10 10 makes 20 and you're showing them all the bills as you hand it back to them getting them to acknowledge it if they gave you 100 go from here's 20 here's 40 here's 60 here's 80 here's your 100 and then as soon as they accept the change, then you take the hundred or whatever bill they gave you and put it where it belongs. And you do that slowly and intentionally enough for them to go, oh, wait. And if they go, oh, wait, I gave you a 10 or I gave you a 50 rather, and you gave me change for a 20, you can go, nope, here's what you gave me. I haven't put it away yet. And you show it to them. And if they have any dispute, say, not a problem. We'll go ahead and count down the drawer right now. And then you count down the drawer. Most scammers won't let you get that far because they also know that you could be calling the police and using that as a stall tactic to keep the scammer there while you're giving the police enough time to come arrest them. So just be super careful with your drawers. Be super careful with your training on people to look for all the different ways that a scammer will try to cheat you out of your hard-earned money in a face-to-face -face manner. I don't want to see anybody get scammed, whether it be through the details we talked about earlier in the week. don't want to see anybody get scammed, but I certainly don't want to see you get scammed in person through counterfeiting and quick change artists. And it does happen every year. So just be prepared for it. You guys have a great holiday season. Thank you so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information helpful to your food truck business, please become a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. 
Join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. We have a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels, from brand new beginners to decades old veterans. They've all got your back when it comes to helping you with your food truck. And again, thank you for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know I got plenty more to say when it comes to helping you and your food truck business grow.